Oh. We're live, right? Yeah. <laughs> botched it already. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Hey. I think we're rolling with it. We're rolling oh, with it. Fuck <laughs> the countdown. Whatever. Internet, welcome to an episode of Wiener Note, the unscripted news like something type of podcast. You know, we find cool stuff throughout the week. We like to talk about it. We bring you guys along for the ride. We hope you enjoy what we have to say. Sure, we may be a little, you know, dumb, moment, some, some people might say, but we got some cool stuff. If you like anything that we might talk about today, we got Demon Slayer, Callisto Protocol. We got a showcase announcement from 505 Industries and Moon Knight. If you like any of these, stick around for the show. First on deck, we're going to be talking about the 505. Spenny, take us away with it. What do we got? We got the 505 Gaming Showcase in 2022. And it's second <laughs> place in May 17th. So that, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, guys. Yeah, so this week, 505 Games announced that they're going to be holding a digital showcase sometime next week, which is still next week currently. Uh, and it'll take place May 17th. And for those of you who can tell military time and no different time zones, it's 1500 CET, which C-E-T. I think is Central Eastern Time. Oh, my God. And then for Central. us special boys, I don't know when that is. Let me. I don't know. Let me. You 15 know what? minus 12 means what? 15, Three o'clock. 1500 CETE. Oh, I know how to spell to mountain time. Oh. So it's 3 p.m. somewhere. It's saying 7 a.m., which seems... Who the fuck is up at 7 a.m.? I don't know. That's. That I'm just kidding. I am, because I have a full-time job still. That's got to be like 7 p.m. <laughs> There's no way that's... No, no. way. No, Not I don't chance. know. Don't trust our fucking system here, okay? <laughs> just know that on the 17th, there will be a game showcase from 505... And then you won't have to watch it live because if it's at 7 a.m., they're psychos. No gamers are awake at 7 a.m. No, not one. Unless you're doing a 24-hour stream, that's about it. Fucking 7 a.m. Kidding me? So my heart can't even survive at 7 a.m. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's like work. Okay. Yeah, we get get up to go to (laughs) work. It is. Nobody willingly is like, yeah, 7 a.m. is a good time to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like love to, hell. dude, if that's legit, who the who is the weirdo who's like, let's do it at 7 a.m. Let's get it right out of the way. Like, that's the fucking fuck? Gary from head office. And he's a real asshole. And he was like, you know what? 7 a.m. is the day today. Hope you're ready. Yeah. And that guy's an asshole. Yeah, that guy is an asshole. <laughs> what a, no, not Gary. <laughs> we'll call him Dave. Dave is like a good name for it. Yeah, Dave seems like the kind of guy that would make a stupid decision like 7 a.m. You know what I mean? And I mean, no offense to Dave's, unless you're going to cry and talk about it in the comments, then that's a real Dave move, Dave. You know what? Come on now. You know what? Fuck you, Dave. Dave. He's apologizing, you know, trying to, you know, pander to you. But I say, Dave's, fuck you. I've never met a cool Dave. I I stand by that. Actually, I have met one cool Dave, but 
that's not for this. That's podcast. not enough to. That's not enough for seven a.m. showcases. Okay, <laughs> way to go, Dave. <laughs> seven a.m. God, you're lucky. On demand's a thing now. Yeah, the VOD is all that people will talk about. I'm sure. <laughs> but if you uh, don't know what five oh five even does, they're a publishing company for games such as Dead by Frickin' Daylight, Death Stranding, some really good stuff. I mean. Oh yeah, Terraria. I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah. Payday, Human Fall bunch. Flat. Yeah, dude. There's a whole bunch in here. They got a lot. Hell, yeah, Hellblade. Like they got a lot of games that they publish. Oh yeah. So I mean, this showcase could show something really good. So I look forward to the showcase on May 17th <laughs> at some type of military time, 7 a.m. <laughs> Dave time. Yes, adjust your sundials really accordingly, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing on the list of shit to talk about is there's this fucking guy kyle his name is like glenn schofield he sounds like a character from oh, that show fucking man. prison break but he was an art director once upon a time for a little game called dead space and then he was an art director or a game director once upon a time for that shitty call of duty game called world war Two. And then everyone was like, your game fucking sucks. And he's like, you know what? You guys don't like fucking good games anymore. And I hate you. And then he went off and made his own thing. And then they he's started. the reason Vanguard did so bad. No, he was. he They they blew him out the fucking door way before Vanguard. After <laughs> the World War II, did they're like. That? That's what they're saying is like Vanguard's doing so bad because of World War II. Apparently is what I read. <laughs> uh yeah i mean i don't understand how it makes any sense i here's what i'll say about it okay (laughs) i don't necessarily disagree i don't think anyone really wanted another world war ii game no but i I don't think anybody does i will say the fact that if we did want another world war ii game we didn't want this world war ii game (laughs) (laughs) we didn't want every gun to be a fucking laser beam with a thousand attachments and too many a fucking like too high a rate of fire can shoot through every wall yeah don't get me started just a game we've seen Wait, the storyline's overplayed, and we've seen it a million times. Nobody wants to play World War uh, II anymore. This time, there's a girl in the campaign. Oh, a girl? Yeah. You don't say. There's like, joking. way to pander any harder. We're like, <laughs> so, we know we gave you all the other great Call of Duty games before, but now there's the female sniper, so this is the peak. We are, we're peaking. Like, capture whatever they can get now. Yeah. If it says World War Two anything in the title, I'm not I'm just not playing it now. Yeah, That's I can't it. I can't wait for the next one, the transitional warrior, where we'll really start pandering to every fucking thing out there. Let's just go prehistoric. Why not? Just yeah. boat just like spears and rocks. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, what's the difference between that and just playing Rust again? Like let, let's get real here. Dude, fucking Rust is sick. I, I really enjoy Rust actually. It's fun. Nothing better than beating a naked man half to death with a rock on a beach. Nothing better than having a bomb-ass honeycomb sh- like base and then you wake up in the morning and you're <laughs> raided anyway. That's pretty cool. Dude. So, all your There's locks. a lot of heartbreak and like joy <laughs> in that game. It's very up and down. That game, yeah. Um, all those games are a whirlwind where it's like you're, <laughs> you're on cloud nine when things are going well and you are fucking crying into your bathroom fucking <laughs> bath mat when things are going bad. The word fuck is used in so <laughs> many different contexts in that game. 
Dude, I remember one time. Just an array. I remember one time I was playing fucking uh, Rust and I was sleeping in the airlock, which for those of you who don't understand what that is, it's like a door, then a room, then a door. So it's like if somebody was to follow you into your door, there's like another door inside. They can't run into your base. It's pretty standard. Rust or Ark, any any of those building games is pretty standard of an airlock. Anyway, I'm sleeping in the airlock. And I am I get on and all my friends are like signing in before me and they're like, dude, the base is fucked. The base is gone. And I'm like, you guys are just fucking around. Don't be dickheads. So I like get up and I'm in the airlock. I'm like, the base is fine. And then I open up the airlock door and the whole base is just gone. <laughs> but like the airlock was like perfectly intact. And I was like, I thought they were trolling me for two seconds. And then my heart broke. <laughs> just the worst fucking standing there holding a rock crying. Open a door to nothingness, just pure chaos. You're like, oh fuck! Just a couple random fucking foundations. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, the heartbreak in those games. Yeah. So crazy. Love it. It's amazing. It's what makes those games amazing. I don't even know what game we were first talking about. Now, uh, back to the thing we were talking about. The Glenn's, tangent show. Glenn Glenn Schofield, aka the guy who made Dead Space. That's what he's really should be known for. He got sick of people shitting on him for making a bad Call of Duty game, so he decided to go back to making horror games, and his new game is called The Callisto Protocol. And it's supposed to come out in 2022, like many things that are coming out. They're coming out in 2022, TBA, you know, to be announced. And he tweeted this week that we should keep our eyes open because next week there's some news coming and then he gave us this little gross ass photo of a thing that i don't know what it is i don't think anybody knows what that is some biological living yeah this is the this is the lung of a smoker and he just zoomed in on it and he's like yeah it looks cool (laughs) we'll just throw that up smoking quit smoking this is a public service announcement here he's like announcement coming next week about the cigarettes (laughs) Here's a lung. Yeah. Took yeah, a picture man. of it. So were you familiar with this game at all, Cal, before me? Yo, nope. No? Not a chance. Nope. What, what do you but think I of it? I gotta say, the just like watching the trailer alone, just like the audio and the headset here, oh, fantastic so far. Just audio alone is fantastic. Yeah, and then you're getting into the trailer cinematic looks really good cinematics are on point like i see nothing wrong with this everything looks really good lighting everything it's dark yet you can see and then we get into the horror aspect really and this is where the audio plays a real big key for it because i i think there's like a study that says like horror or like anything that's scary is more audio than it is visual if you were to watch a scary show and you were to like plug your ears and see it happen you're not going to be as scared but if you were to like hear it you your chances are you jump a lot more if you know what i'm trying to say i don't know if i'm conveying that correctly or not but i understand what you're saying yeah if you hear something it's more scary than seeing it if you can't hear it it's not that scary if you can hear it terrifying and in the trailer there you see this giant humanoid creature thing just this thing right there terrifying looking i don't know what it is and then it does this cool little ability where it just makes out with it. They play tongue. <laughs> they play like tonsil hockey all day. Look at that. That's rated R shit right there, kids. 
Yeah. The going into his eye. And then the eye. The eye. It's like, come on. Did you have to? Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know anybody that doesn't have like a little subtle little fear of getting something like that in the eye. A little bit of a phobia with getting something in your eye. A little something in the eye. It was a giant. That was like a huge worm tongue just in his eye. And this dude's watching the whole video. He's like, yo, no, doesn't look that bad. Jerry's just being a little dramatic. Send the crew in. We're good. Just being just a little thing in the eye. He's fine. He's good. It's like, but man, yeah, did this... I sign up for the wrong OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there, there's Jerry there. You know, he looks just he looks perfectly fine. He's, he's, he's fine. He's yelling. He's having a good time. That's rooting the... and hollering. The ad said it, it was going to fill every hole. I thought it was porn. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Dave, what the fuck, man? You told me this was Fucking good. Fucking Dave, what do you, what do you got to do with this all the time? It's like, Jesus. But, but trailer alone, this game looks awesome. Like, audio, visual, just the what if and what's going to happen aspect of the whole thing is just amazing. What are your thoughts on this trailer and what we know of it so far? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty much unanimous that uh, Dead Space is a fantastic game and that it really set the the tone for what could be accomplished with like just immersive sound and lighting, especially for how old it is. It, it was really ahead of its time. And I think he's just like Schofield and his team are showcasing like what they were great at. Where it's like really making that a level of immersion conveyed through lighting and sound and then, you know, giving you the goosebumps, even though you can't really see what's coming. And then when you finally see what's coming, you poop your pants because it's fucking you. You poop your pants. Yeah. (laughs) But I think I think it looks cool, man. I mean, obviously, there's not too much to be too much said about it quite yet. It's pretty much just got this teaser teaser trailer. So hopefully this week we'll get some more. Uh, we have an, a release date of 2022, so hopefully that it holds. Hopefully this announcement's <laughs> not a delay. That would be that would be sad. Um, these TBAs from everybody right now. Yeah, dude. So annoying. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, Get somebody... your shit together and just tell me already. Yeah. I also like this where it's like it's kind of gives me like aliens vibes. Like he's watching a bunch yeah. of feeds and he's like, you know, maybe he's like, we lost the whole team. We lost them all. And then this is the poor <laughs> bastards they're sending over there to replace him. He's like, yeah, send in team two. Yeah. Team two, all the, the only intel they got is it's perfectly fine. You're just going in there to pick a guy up. <laughs> yeah. Little do they know. I don't know if you guys noticed, but, you know, Greg came back after the worm thing. He, he came back to life. He's fine now. He's perfectly fine. Look, he just got up, started hollering. He's a little bitey lately, but uh, <laughs> who isn't? You know, times are tough and pay is shit, so whatever. Yeah, he's a little upset that he's like, hey, did they have to do my eye in? Ah, oh, fuck, I wanted one of those to work. So I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't anybody would be mad with something like that in their eye? Yeah. Forceful makeout session with some <laughs> creep? Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I know jail is like a pretty shitty place, but like, Jesus, does that have to be that bad? Wake up in a cell, he's looking around, he's like, oh, a mech. That thing looks pretty cool. Light shines behind him, looks behind him. Oh, who the fuck is this? Like, yeah, dude. Jesus. That's a lot. The eye thing is a lot. I think, I mean, obviously they're setting the tone of like what to expect in this game, but the eye thing, it, it fucked me up. 
So, it's, I mean, it's not pulling any punches. Yeah. So hopefully the game is cool and it keeps that up, but don't show it to me right now because yeah. that makes me not want to play it. My but, PGIs uh, aren't ready for it yet. Yeah. Like I, if you took like a fucking regular old earthworm and hung it in front of my face, I'd be pretty grossed out. And then if you got anywhere near my eye, I'd probably fucking scream like a little girl and just fucking just slap PTSD you. to this trailer and be like, no, 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 that's going in my eye. I know where this is going. Oh, no, it, not even PTSD. Just that would be enough to gross me out. But the, the worm <laughs> in this trailer is like a thousand times worse than just a regular earthworm. So yeah, I don't know. Have you seen lot. an earthworm? They're pretty creepy. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, they're slow, so I can run them, run away from them. I don't know. That I'm, was I'm myself slow. and pretty slow. And have you ever seen anybody try and run away in a horror movie? They always fall down. So now, so imagine this: earthworm on the ground. He's crawling towards me. I slip. I fall. I land. My eye is now looking at him. <laughs> I'm on the ground. He slithers into my eye. Now, <laughs> now I look like Jerry, and I wake up all screaming. Ah! You know. <laughs> That's the scenario that's going on in my head right now. That's an aggressive earthworm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> earthworm Jim would never do that. They're getting real sick of our shit of us always stepping on them. Like, oh, shit, there's an earthworm here. And then that's it. Dude, wouldn't that be some shit? They just rise up all the years and just get fucked around and fed to fish and getting fucking skewered and stuff. They're just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're teaming up. We're taking back Earth. They're really the rulers of this shit. You can compost your fucking... own shit now. I ain't doing it for you anymore. And yeah, this is the rise of the earthworm. That's the video game I want. Somebody make a survival horror video game where the earthworms rise up and they form fucking humanoid esque creatures out of giant fucking we've, globs we've seen of worms. It. it could be possible. Yeah. Halo is a good example. <laughs> yeah. We've seen a tank. Yeah, it is made of worms. Exactly. That whole thing is a worm. Yep. Not one worm, sorry. Worms. Yeah, and we can use that great... A lot of them. We can use the great TV show as the precedence of why worms are scary. They look very scary in the TV show. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. that. Yeah. Sidebar. This Sidebar. wasn't on our list, but did you see that the chief lost his virginity this week? I heard he lost his virginity. So and I'm very confused. I canceled Paramount Plus at episode two and haven't seen anything else. But yeah, I did hear that the uh, the chief got laid. Yep. Which doesn't make any sense at all. Not once did I ever think he had any drive to do that at all. Um, I don't know, Kyle, if you know this, but uh, saving the world makes you pretty goddamn horny. So I would imagine the testosterones are flowing the uh yeah what do you, what do you call that I'm lost for words I just don't you know, even know You know what it's okay so spoilers Afro no that's an aphrodisiac <laughs> Spoil- I don't fucking know where I'm Spoiler going alert about the show the chief pulls his fucking suppressing chip out of his spine uh and then he starts to feel stuff okay <laughs> cuz he didn't feel things before apparently First so thing he wants to do is I need dude, to fuck a hundred percent. This show is like he just really wanted to get a boner. Like that's the whole story of the show. He's like, okay, I got, I got to rip this thing out of my back. Then I got wood, and then now I need to find someone who's gonna fucking take it. And he's like, who else but the covenant lady? 
she looks like she's down to clown and she looks like she's never seen a piece of wood before so she's like (laughs) she's ready to plane it if you know what i'm saying she's got those laser nails and shit so like she is down so weird you know what's even weirder though (laughs) i have not watched the show myself okay i haven't watched it since episode three because it's garbage so I've been really just avoiding even kind of looking at it just because I know it's just a waste of time. But somebody told me that he has sex with that girl and Cortana's still with him. So like Cortana would be like just cucking in the corner watching him <laughs> just fucking go at it with this chick. Is that not weird? That's a little weird. There's just some creep just sitting in the corner watching. <laughs> like, well, like she's in like, in, you know mind. what I mean? Yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. there. She's just like, chief, you are 0.5 inches away from G spot. <laughs> and you're like, oh, thanks. Cortana. <laughs> I need to do that. So good. He's got a woman in his head. Mm-hmm. Kind of coaching him through it. <laughs> yeah. Clockwise, clockwise. Rub them clockwise. Yeah, dude. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot. All jokes aside, it's I don't think it needs to be a thing. That's that's where I'm at. I I don't like, know why if, did it have to be that, dude. Of all the boundaries to break, why that one? I'm that's, gonna fucking murder everybody in the UNSC and Halsey. I'm gonna fucking kill everything. Not first thing on his mind. Holy sh! What is this thing? Yeah, I think I know what to do with this. Like, how does he even know what to do with it? I'm, I'm, he's like, a man. Cortana gave him fucking lessons, I guess. I guess he got just something from somewhere. little blueprint pulled up on his HUD and his helmet. And just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Yeah, you want to you want to dock in the bay there, Chief? <sighs> she looks like she's <laughs> all warmed up for you, bud. Dear God. It's weird, dude. I think that's like the real reason they got him to take off his helmet is because they were like, we can't have him fuck with the helmet on. We gotta set the tone and make him take the helmet off. What a weird ass helmet a little too far. Dude, I I, come on now. All jokes aside, I I just don't understand it. That's that's where I'm at. It's more confusing that I I feel more confusion about it than anything. It just makes no sense. There's no like there's no precedent for it. He's never been like sexualized anywhere. I haven't seen any Spartan sexualized anywhere. I mean, granted, there might be some, some fucking like weird fan fiction or something, like some thick ass jackals or something. But like in my <laughs> ex- in my in my experience, there is like none. There's no like he even looks at him and like, hey, you're kind of cute. Like nothing, nothing. They don't. They're like. We fucking kill people and things. That's what we do. So I don't know. The difference between video games and Hollywood, I guess. It's just a weird (laughs) ass decision. Like they're like, we really need them to fuck. That's how we're going to. Maybe they've seen like the viewership on like episode one and then two and then three. You're like, all right, we need to to turn (laughs) the fuck on. We need to jump the shark. (laughs) We need some. Pull out the fucking hammer. Okay. You, Dave, what sells? Uh, I think sex still does. (laughs) good on you dave jerry get the fuck on it he's like okay 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 so we got the chief he's feeling stuff okay he's got a hard dick okay who can we put in front of him and they're like should it be another spartan like a friendly spartan he knows no 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 no. it's got to be like some covenant chick 
that like weirdly kind of knows him. And then there's just uh, and Cortana can watch, and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> keep keep watch. going. Tell me the ultimate cuck story. Tell me." Yeah, it's fucking weird. All right, sidebar, sidebar right. forgotten. All right, we never talked about it. The Halo show is god awful. Just stop watching it. Okay, so next thing on the thing, uh, next thing on the list of things we were actually going to talk about is there's this yeah. new announcement. For a game called Off the Grid, which is a new Battle Royale game Battle being made Royale. by the fucking developer Gunzilla. And they are got a guy who's uh, famous in the woods of Holly, and he directs movies, and he's now a chief visionary officer for Gunzilla Games. And his name is Neil Enjoy Blomkamp. Hey, Neil, you did it. Neil Blomkamp. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Blomkamp. I, I muted my mic and rehearsed a lot, so I was prepared. <laughs> First take was good. Nice. Yeah. You this nailed is, it. This is why they pay me the big bucks, Cal. To talk about Chief having sex with people and Neil Blumkamp. Yeah. If I can say his name. Blumkamp. We're, we're cashing don't, checks. Don't, just try not to say it too fast. It's when it, like, dude, World, it's, it's when I think about it. Form. It's when I think about it. It's Blumkamp, and then it becomes Blumkamp, Kemp, Camp, and then it, yeah. It goes down this weird thing. It's Blum Camp, okay? <laughs> he's directed some great movies, written some cool movies, and now he's the chief visionary officer for Gunzilla Games, and he is involved in their new AAA Battle Royale game called Off the Grid, which there's not really too much to say about it, but there is this little teaser trailer where this guy steps out of a misty forest, ooh, and he's ooh. got like a fucking... <laughs> sword on his arm and a cool ak-47 looking thing some real gundam shit if anybody knows gundam wing back in the day gundam heavy arms has a sword that he whips out of his arm similar to that i also don't predator style except it's like a flip and not a out you know what i mean yeah doesn't like protrude out of his arm it's just it flips the other way it's Man, a, that would suck to have somebody standing right beside you and you flip that bitch open and you like cut the guy next to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not practical, but it is yeah. cool. My only thing is though, <laughs> he just like casually strolls out of the woods. Could have used it as like a machete, but he's just like, nah. And then he just stands on this hillside and he's like, you know what? Let me cock this knife real quick. And then he just like slowly walks forward. But like, was it really necessary? Look how far away he is from being close to, like, anything to use it. But that's what I'm saying. They could have showed him, like, hacking (laughs) through the bushes. And you'd be like, yes, he's got a knife. He's obviously using it. But here they're just like, no, he's just going to look at the fucking Vista and be like, I got a fucking knife and you, it's coming. Look at that building a few thousand yards away. Fucking knife time, bitch. Let's go. He might as well have licked it and been like, yeah, we're going to taste blood today, boys. (laughs) It's very weird. That's my only thing. There's nobody there to intimidate. There's it's literally his own fun. Yeah. I've been waiting to do this all day. Maybe maybe that's intentional. Maybe that's a thing you'll be able to do in the game is just kind of, you know, get your knife on when you're bored. But like, it's definitely a weird CSGO stuff where you're just like flipping the blade around all the time. You're just like, Sing, yeah. sing, sing. That's yeah. that's what you get to do in this game. You get knife arms and they flip that's out. Cool. It is very cool looking. 
for it. It says it's going to be like in the future. It also claims that it'll be a battle royale 2.0, whatever the fuck that means. That's like I don't some, understand the 2.0. That's like marketing speak for like this is going to be the next fucking thing. We're we're reinventing it. We're doing it. We're doing 2.0. 2.0. It's when I they like want to be that it's going to be a future style. That part's cool. That's cool. This is what we wanted. It's That's... as if they're listening to what the people want and actually kind of doing it. Yeah, the aesthetic, it does look so very weird. cool. And uh, it's third person. It does specify that. So Third person. This might be competing mm. with fucking PUBG? Oh, I forgot about PUBG for a second there. It is third person. Dude, I'm not going to tell you this, all right? Fucking Fortnite's third person, too. Fuck Fortnite, Damn. all right? That game's not real. Um, well, listen, no okay. build's pretty fucking good. Don't be shitting on it too hard, all right? Fortnite Battle Pass. Um, so the thing, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about <laughs> the thing about third person games that are hard to make is it is very hard to make good ones where you can't shoot around corners. I know that seems like a weird thing to say, but a lot of games that are third person you can straight up shoot through corners, and a competitive battle royale game being third person sucks hard because you can just cover camp so aggressively so you really have to find a way to balance that third person action in a way that's fun and it doesn't get stagnant because the thing that sucked about PUBG in the beginning is like you would just third person camera over a wall and you just wait for someone to move and then the second they run out of cover you just roast them so it's like you know it's the first to peak kind of dies is the way it goes down so it'll be interesting to see what kind of methods they come up with to balance that out so the game doesn't feel too slow I mean, the guy's got a fucking knife arm. So he's, you know, they're obviously telling you that, like, some shit can get hairy. You're going to knife some fuckers with your knife arm. So, like, how do they make it so you can traverse the landscape in a way where that's effective and it doesn't just get fucking easily outcamped? So, I mean, I'm sure they'll have, like, equipment and stuff. This is the nitty gritty of a game that doesn't even exist right now. It's been announced, but that's about it. So, I mean, I can speculate on it all day. But for me, that'll be the most interesting part. Third-person games are very hard to balance because you always have the advantage in cover. So I'm very interested to see what they do. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, third-person yeah, third right off the bat, I think. <laughs> Back to PUBG where you literally, like, nose to a wall <clears throat> and just, like, camp there and just come around that corner pre-firing at a guy and he doesn't even know you're there. So, yeah, third-person is very iffy to get to be, like, a good game and not be just completely overpowered and just really empower the camping style of certain players. Yeah. Um, it's a weird choice yeah. for their first. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. See, so yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not a big fan of third person. I'll just be honest. Like first person in my opinion is way better of a shooter. Not the biggest fan of third person only for the whole peaking aspect. And just having that advantage of being just a camping little Krevin bitch and just waiting for the first guy to move. And then you just pop up and blast them like they didn't even have a chance. So that part's really, really crappy. Yeah. Um, hopefully they figure it out. Or maybe they just scrap it all together and just give us first person. That's cool. <laughs> but so far with this game, it being futuristic is cool. I like futuristic guns. Give me lasers. I want some freaking laser cannons or something. 
um battle royale <laughs> i like battle royales so i mean like everything on this is checking all the boxes aside from third person but i'm sure i can get over it and just grow up a little bit um and then yeah yeah so i'm looking forward to it honestly yeah got nothing bad to say about it the only thing i got bad to say about it is it's only coming out on new gen and not old gen as a guy that can't get his hands on the new consoles yet i'm this is kind of super poop <laughs> that sucks it fucking that sucks poop? bro you know i got a pc i could play it on but like pc is like a whole different ball game of gamers like holy crap these kids are phenomenal and i am nowhere near their level and i just get wasted and wiped Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, I, I can't am, do it. The, you keep your PC crackheads where they belong. <laughs> all right, that's that's what I'll say. As a console gamer through and through, I don't want to play no PC sweats. Even with no. aim assist, it's just not fun to try that hard. No, nope. I can I've I can hold my own in crossplay games, but it is so demoralizing when you get fucking like. 90 degree flick shotted in the fucking bucket and you just instantly die it makes me just want to punch my screen in half and go yell into the abyss it's the that worst flick they do with the mouse is just amazing i don't even know how they do it really i got no idea i've played that's why i refuse to play pc because i am not good with keyboard and mouse unless it's world of warcraft and then it doesn't even matter honestly <laughs> <laughs> you mean the game that plays itself yeah it really doesn't matter you don't need most keyboard skill with that game as long as i can reach all my hotkeys and everything i should be okay yeah and know how to play your class of course but yeah like i am a console player i need a controller in my hand i am not good with pc so for this to come on the new gen i just need to get myself a new gen it still sucks because there's still chip shortages uh they're doing better at pumping out these consoles and stuff. So, I mean, hopefully it gets a little bit better, but I understand like things are the way they are. So it's hard to get. So it is what it is, but yeah, hopefully I can get my hands on a new gen. That's the only part I see crappy about this. So all right, guys, two things, two things about this game. Third person. I hope they can make it good because I'm not a big fan of it as it is. And it's only on new gen. So that kind of really, uh, thins out the playing pool already because i know a lot of people that don't have next gen not to mention like a lot of people can't just afford these prices on these next gen consoles so i mean there's a lot of thinning that's going to happen with this stuff so and it being a battle royale you can only imagine that the lobbies are going to be fairly large so you're going to want a large pool of people to play and still have a type of um skill-based matchmaking so if there's not that many people playing, they're just going to throw everybody into a match together. There's no skill-based matchmaking, so chances are you're the guy, you got a guy like just got a controller versus a guy that's been sweating since he came out of the womb. That kid's just going to cry and quit, and that's it. <laughs> but So yeah, that's that. those are my concerns with it, but I am looking forward to that style of game and what it's going to be. So I'm I'm excited, but skeptical. So we'll I see what happens. I think it's one of those things like obviously it's way out. So like, you know, it's probably safe to say it won't be till like 2023 at the earliest. Um, So it gives people more time to get a console. And then hopefully by then we'll have a better idea of like what to actually expect from this game in terms of gameplay. But just to touch on this next gen console thing, our next thing on the list, guys, is um, 
Gotham Knights, they finally showed off their special editions. They finally were announced. And this collector edition is just super badass. You get like a, you know, little four piece statue. You get the classic shit, like the fucking steelbook case and all the in-game garbage. But the statue is really what fucking sells it for me. I don't know exactly how large this is. I don't know if it specifies. I don't, I don't know if it does. it does. It looks like to be a pretty decent size. Like those look like all to be action figure size characters so you know a pretty decent size it's four hundred dollars canadian so it's not cheap but this is definitely something that i would want definitely old me would have already had this (laughs) pre-ordered but you know grown up me is like no you got bills to pay (laughs) so i can't but this the thing you're talking about this reminds me this game uh, I think it was originally announced that it was coming out for all platforms. Yeah. And now it is just coming out for next gen. So it's just PS5 and Xbox Series X. This was announced just like a little bit ago. So what do you what's your thoughts on that, Kyle? Give me your thoughts as a guy who does not have a next gen console. How does how does that yeah. sit with you? So yeah, they originally said that it was coming out for everything, and now they've switched it to it being only PlayStation 5 and the Series X and PC. So again, back to the original point is as a like I don't have the next gen and I have it I'm having difficulty finding one and getting one. So that part again is a little annoying that they're gonna bring out such a great game and I'm not gonna be able to play it right away until I acquire one of these new gen consoles. I mean you can I can play it on PC, but PC is not really where I I game, so I'm not going to get the full enjoyment just because of the way I'm going to be playing it. So I'd rather just be on like a console. That's where I live and breathe. I love it. So the game looks amazing. Everything looks awesome. That must be why they're so specific on it being next gen. It must look way better and run way better, and that's why they're making such a dramatic call. Um, but yeah. I, it, it sucks. There's probably a really good reason behind it. I just need to dive into the next gen. I just got to find one and get one. And to be honest, I haven't really been looking that hard lately. I kind of forgot that I need to get one because <laughs> I kind of gave up on trying to find one. Cause every time I, they'd be like, there'd be like one in town. I would call cause I would see it, it's available online. I'd see it's available. I'd call be like, Hey, do you have this? They're like, yeah, we have one right now. Like sick, can you hold it? Oh, nope, sorry. First come, first serve. Fuck you. All right, I'm on my way. <laughs> get there, and it's sold by the time I get there. Somebody already got it, and their sweat's dripping as it's leaving the building, and I can like follow the stench and like, <laughs> lucky, lucky bastard. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. have been like a couple minutes faster, but no, Jesus. So that's where I'm at with this. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. It's probably a good reason visually uh gameplay wise just like all the all the running aspects of the game that must be why they're doing it this way i yeah it's a good looks like a wicked game can't wait to play it i guess i'll just wait a little longer that's where i'm at (laughs) that's fair so my stance on it is obviously different because i was fortunate enough to get the consoles the next gen consoles that was a fuck around. I got insanely lucky with mine, so I can't even really say 
other than I just was one of the lucky ones that managed to get both. Um, but I am relieved that this is happening now. So I understand that it's frustrating for a lot of people because you wouldn't if you don't have an next gen console, and this kind of sucks because these games obviously look incredible. This game specifically visually looks ridiculous, so I understand why they're doing this. Um, and it sucks that you guys are going to miss out on that. But seeing what we've gotten so far with this half in, half out of next gen shit, it's good, but it's not great. Like in terms of next gen stuff, I don't think we've really gotten a true next gen game yet. Halo is okay. The campaign looks good, but like performance is not as crazy as I think it could have been. Like, I don't think it pushed the line of what next gen could have done. Same with like Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Forbidden West, like Horizon Forbidden West, like then the sequel to Horizon. For, for, good God, I know words. <laughs> Get so, your shit together. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like it, there. It's a visually breathtaking game is ridiculous and i think in ways it showed us what next gen is capable of but it's not truly a next gen game it wasn't like they haven't fucking pushed the lines to what these consoles can really do and like redline it all the way to the finish line because there's always got to be like they always got to keep like you know 20 percent back because they're like well we'll never get that to run on fucking an xbox one we'll never get that to run on a ps4 so there's all they're always kind of playing from the back foot. They're always forced to kind of do their best to make the next gen offering something compelling, but then they're also handcuffed that they can't do anything outlandish because it has to work within the confines of the previous existing generation. So we've seen it, you know, hat in hand with Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk on last gen consoles was garbage. It was borderline unplayable for most people. I got it for Series X. It still had a litany of issues. And it just goes to show you, like, if they didn't have to waste so much time trying to port it or, like, try to get every fucking port of that game to work, who knows what the finished product could have looked like. It could have been much more stable. They would have had, you know, only one fucking or two SKUs to really focus on making that game work on. And it might have streamlined their process enough where we really would have got a game that lived up to the clout that they were fucking you know, doting out. And I think as shitty as it is for these games to be doing this now, I'm glad that it's happening because we're finally going to start getting a dose of like what true next gen games are going to be. And this, you know, they'll be able to harness the full potential of these systems with these new games. And if these games do it early enough, it sets the tone that other games can do this in the future. So games and development might be like, hey, we don't have to fucking worry about this anymore because we can just commit to next gen and it's just the way of the future. And it is what it is. And it's a struggle for everyone in that time. I know it is. I know what it's like to be on the outs when you don't have the new console and, you know, new games are coming. <laughs> it sucks. But Damn, I feel right, it like it's this is I'm glad it's happening. I understand it's frustrating, but in my from my perspective, I finally will get something that's worth paying all of this money to get these next-gen consoles. You know what I mean? So, like, I'll finally get something that lives up to doling out that money for those things. And for the most of you, I would say, invest in a Series S because you will still be able to play all of those games on there. 
and they're cheap. The hard drive sucks, but like at least you can play next-gen games at a decent cost. And then for those of you who are elitists, well, boy, you better start hitting that corner. You better start sucking them dicks because you're going to need some help to get a next-gen. <laughs> but uh, yeah. that's that's my thoughts on it. So I think it's it's great that we're doing it now. Rip the fucking band-aid off. It sucks, but it, it has, has to be It had done. to happen eventually. Yes. I knew this. Everybody knows this. It just sucks that they're still a little hard to acquire. I mean, the the Series S is pretty easy to get right now. They're at like anywhere I go, I see an S. I don't want an S. If I'm going to buy next gen, I want next gen. I want the X. Yeah. S is not what I want. So that's the only thing that sucks about that. It's the thing yeah. about it. It's like, I, I'm the same way. I wanted the X. I got the X. You know, it is what it is. Um, the only thing I'll say about it is like the Series S is a really good option unless you have like a specific use case that you really want. Like if you have a 4K capable screen, then yes, it makes sense to get a fucking Series X, but you'll probably still be able to play your games in 4K. It just won't be at the increased frame rates. So you'll be able yeah. to play games at like, you know, 120 FPS at 1440p, but you won't be able to play at 4K. So if you have a 1080p TV or you just don't give a shit about 4K, the Series S is a great option. It is available. It is not that expensive. And it offers upgrades, pat, upgrade paths into increasing your storage so you can, you know, actually start to carry some games on there. Um, the hard drives are a little bit of a joke. Like the hard drives are almost the same price as a console. That's a little shit. Hopefully they fix that soon because yeah, it's like, I don't know, $400 for the console and the fucking hard drives like $300. So it's like, it's, it's a little, you could just buy another console, just have a fucking spare console and you could put games on there. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it is, they, they do need to figure out uh, an avenue in which that becomes a little more streamlined. And I'm sure they will once this chip shortage and all that shit simmers down. Yeah. But yeah, I'm fully aware that a lot of people are probably like you and they're like, I want the fucking series X bitch. But for all of you guys listening that, you know, you don't care. You just want to play the games. The series S is a good option. That's, that's what I'll say. That's my sales pitch. That's it. I've been trying to find the uh, dimensions of the collector's edition Gotham Knight statue, and I can't find anything about it. What I did find is the dimensions of the box itself. Okay. And it is 14 inches by 14.7 inches by 11.8 inches. Okay. So that's so it's only 11 inches tall? Box. Uh, so length width height so height yeah height would be 11.8 inches which is uh hmm. what's quick math here four it's under a foot point four yeah short of a foot long so i mean they're not going to be very tall then they'll be no, i mean it's very like wide though yeah well wide. i mean the base looks pretty big um you know like it it covers like it you know the characters stand on it but the base like protrudes out from past them yeah so if i had to take a guess i'd say that's probably the majority of it is that base and then those figures are probably be like six to eight inches tall well if you look at the art two of them a lot of them are like crouching in some type of like action pose and such so yeah yeah so we got yeah yeah 
It's They're almost probably... size of a foot long sub uh, tall, <laughs> which is pretty freaking tall, actually. Yeah. Think about it that way. Yeah, it's a subway sub tall and a little bit more than a subway sub long yes. and high. So a subway with... sub tall with one bite taken out of it is roughly <laughs> how tall it is. And then yes. it wide is, yeah, just just over um, a foot long sub. Yeah, it's like if you rested your cookies up against the end of your sub. Yeah, if you took yeah. a cookie, yeah, because they're about a two-inch OD. Yeah, yeah. So if you took a, a cookie and put it right on top of your foot-long sub, that's how wide and long this box is going to be. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that. So yeah. 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 One bite out of a foot-long sub tall and <laughs> a foot-long cookie long and wide. There's our dimensions of the day for your uh, measuring needs. If Brought you don't understand you in subway, <laughs> in subway terms, we all know food. Yeah, there's no fucking around there. What what would we call the system? The you system, know, it's like the metric system. Imperial. Yeah, what would we call the subway system? The subsectric system. Ooh, that I like that. Sick. Sub subtrix. Sub, I can't even say it again. <laughs> I know. I tried to say it again. Subsectric system. <laughs> subsectric. Yeah, dude. That's. I like that. I like that. That works. Subperial. Yeah. Subperials and subsectric. Subsectric, I think, is where we're gonna stick with. That's a pretty good measurement unit. Yeah, unit of measure. Subway. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It was created here. You heard it here first. We're going to trademark that shit and everything. Yes. This is why people come. They want us to speak in terms they understand. If we said Mm -hmm. it was inches, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's your fancy math talk? Explain it to me like I understand. We go, it is a subway sub long. You go, I know exactly what that's like. Jarrett was my uncle. And boy, did I eat a lot of subs. And bam, I know what that looks like. That's how we relate to you people. A real Dave move would be to do this stuff in centimeters, even though that oh. is like Canada's unit of measure. I don't know centimeters at Dude, all. Like, I, Yeah, I don't know anyone damn. who works. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> Mechanics do because they have like fucking sockets and shit. Those weirdos. But oh, yeah, yeah, honestly, me, I'm like inches. I know inches. If you tell me 30 centimeters, I look at you like you just spoke Korean. I'm like, I don't know what that is. We use that, that? Goes for the that goes for weight too, like pounds. I know pounds. When you say kilograms, I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you got, this, uh, it's so you know, weird. It's so bizarre to me. The world hasn't got on one system. We have like stones, kilograms. Why Stones, just right. everyone just decide, hey, this works, and then that's all we're using. This shit where yep. we're still like divided about that, it seems so bizarre. We're like <laughs> holding on to it for some like weird ass reasons. We're like, no, 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 no. We're gonna keep doing centimeters. You're like, does it fucking matter? Like, does it really this is, this is where we rise and take control with the subsectric system. The subsectric system. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> measured in, everything is measured in fucking cookies and subs. That is it. Don't give a with shit. With the help of the fucking fuck, fuck force, force, we can make the subsectric system a real thing. Yes. You've heard it here, folks. Vote subsectric. That's how we fucking do it. Yeah, fuck boys unite subsetric system. Here we go. <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'd say it's probably going to be look like that size. 
So that's like the Reach special edition. Oh yeah. So I think it'll probably be that size. Just to subtly flex on my collectibles. <laughs> right fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to what we were talking this? about. Which was the next thing on the list, Kyle, is a little yeah, show what's next? called Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. I like this show. Quiet. I don't care if you guys don't. If you think it's stupid, it is, but it's good watching. I like stupid, you know? It's cringe stupid. It's so great. Oh, dude, I think it's the best kind of stupid where it's like it knows oh, it's making fun of itself, so you, you nobody can take it seriously. It's the best. Beer and being a rock star. Yeah. Now, I never did finish season four yet, so. Yeah, so to watch the trailers, and I'll spoil it all for you. So they all fight. It would have. Did Cobra Kai win? I don't know, Cal. You have to watch season. I don't four know. To I'm gonna have out. to finish. But damn, is this such a good show? And I'm so glad because I remember when they were canceling this show. No. They didn't want to make anymore. No. By popular demand, it came back. The show Netflix tried to make a dumb move. I think it was YouTube. It was originally a YouTube show, and then Netflix bought it. Really? Yeah. I watched good. it on YouTube when it first came out because I'm a little bitch and I liked it. Somebody was like, we're bringing Johnny Lawrence back. And I'm like, I need that in my adult life. I'll pay for YouTube premium so I can watch this one show specifically and then cancel it and then wait for it to come back out again to get it again. His character is so amazing. Just that cringy rock metal. Don't be a wussy. Yeah. nerd and like oh man just that character is like it's just comedic without him even trying to be comedic like it's yeah. amazing just that character is awesome yeah he takes himself so seriously that you're like oh my yeah. god it's amazing if he wasn't in this show this show would no be nowhere near as good as it is oh like, my oh god, my god. Th- dude this was a perfect way to reapproach this this is how people should be like rethinking uh like when you think about like redoing something this is like the perfect avenue in which to do it where it's like you pay homage to the original thing, but you make something new with it. You don't just like rewrite it and retell the same story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's cool how they bring up like uh, they'll do like the flashbacks of like the old episodes or the old movies and kind of show you who they were and what they are now. I love when they do that. Yeah, dude. Most recent being when they uh, introduced Silver back in when you see what a psycho he was. And then uh, he's a little more tame until uh, he sends him the messages there and the PTSD comes back. The memories come back and he's back to being a psychopath again. It's amazing. Yeah, just love the flashbacks of everything. It's so cool how and it's cool how they're getting like all these original actors back into this TV show again. That's awesome. It almost feels like it's unheard of how they're able to just get all these people back into this show again. Yeah, they took crazy. They took the fucking right route to this show, dude. They the full speed nostalgia while offering something new and entertaining. Yeah, Yeah, they turn their villain into their greatest hero. It's it's the fucking shit. It it this show is really good. It's might not be the craziest, you know, most dramatic show, but I enjoy watching it. I think it's a good, it's a good, solid watch, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. But the thing and, of, uh, that we're talking yeah. about is that the fifth season has been announced. It's coming out September 9th. And obviously, it's only on Netflix because that's where it is now. That's where it lives. 
and thrives. Yes. But I thought I would let Good you guys news. know that because I'm excited. That's I not that far away, excited. dude. That shit just fucking ended. And they're like, here, you want some more? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> you know I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want more. Are you crazy? I love TV. Especially this TV. What does it look like? I have a life to lead? No, I'm measuring things in <laughs> Subway sandwiches and watching Cobra Kai, okay? That's what I have going on. The subsetric system is nobody's <laughs> side bitch, okay? That is going to be the main unit of measurement from here on out. <laughs> we may have to shorten it down into increment size eventually, but for now, we've just it, we've just introduced the cookie additive to increase <laughs> measurement by another two inches. Yes. That is crazy. Yes, we are on, the, we are on the cutting edge of subsetric. With, uh, you know, Cookie, we'll have to figure out a name for that. It's a little too early in the game to give it a name, but the sub has been around for a few episodes now, so Subsetric System is now in play. Yes. Cookie Additive, we'll figure that out as we go. <laughs> yeah, to be determined, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, But yeah, that's all the news we have for this week. Uh, <clears throat> there wasn't really a whole lot going on, sadly, but... There's things to look forward to next week because we got the digital showcase and we got that unknown mystery announcement from the Callisto project. So there mm. will definitely be two things to look forward to next week. So we're At we're least. on to the review portion because Mew and I said we were going to review the Demon Slayer Entertainment District arc. So here we are and we're going to do it. And Kyle... What did you think of it? As all Demon Slayer content so far, it's always S tier. Always so good. Always action packed and everything. And just, oh my God, this entertainment arc was amazing. A little bit shy on a couple things, I gotta say. Like, I'm a little so. Uh, he learns his Hinokami Kagura, which is his sun breathing. Okay. And he appears to have done a lot of training, but we didn't get to see like any of that training. So when he goes into the fight against the upper six, the uh, the girl half or whatever, uh, he's pulling out all these moves like a mirage, uh, a wheel, like all these cutting and slashing styles that we never got to really see him train for, which is a little disappointing. I would have liked to see a little more backstory on how he became what he was. The only thing we really knew was he was in the hospital there with a really high fever and the fever really helps him bring out that power. But yeah, we never got to see any training. And then uh, Tengen is the sound breathing Hashira. And I feel like we didn't really get to see him do too much sound breathing. He was just a badass. He had these little bombs that he would blow up all the time. He was just badass as shit. And then he did the one move where he did the sound breathing technique where there's fireworks everywhere. He's swinging his swords around. He runs in there. God, that was awesome. So, but that's about it for complaints on it. Everything else was spot on. So great. Uh, Freaking Nezuko's form. God damn, did she smack? Dude. Holy crap. Dude, that like, was the shit where I was like, holy fuck. She just became a thing. Like, she became a big deal in this arc. In my yep. opinion. That villainous aspect where she's stomping on her back and then that grin and she's just having the time of her life just trying to kill this demon. Stomping, 
breaking limbs off and she's just having fun sets her on fire with her blood uh demon art and just oh my god just everything is just so awesome about it for some reason i cannot remember the upper sixes names for the two demons that reside within each other i don't do they do they actually talk with their names like they actually Um, or did they i just thought they always referred to them as upper six but i could be wrong yeah, I'm trying to figure He's that out. He's a really cool character. Uh, probably one of the more interesting villains thus far, this this gentleman right here uh, with the crazy fucking hair. Man, he his very voice cool. and everything was so cool. Yeah, they, they cast this guy extremely well. Uh, I watched it in English dub. It was cast very well. Um, yeah, I think... Plus, his blood art was really cool. Like, how he could use his actual blood as weapons. That shit was... Okay, so the girl's name is Yumi. Okay. Or her alias is uh, Doki or the Belt Demon. Uh, She has a couple names. The other guy's name is Yutaro. Oh, yes. Yuitaro. Yeah, I do remember that. Yuitaro. um, Yeah, he doesn't have any other. The Sickle Demon, Mantis. He's called Mantis by uh, Tengen and Inosuke. But yeah, it's kind of cool how it's like a little overpowered, actually, that these two demons reside within each other. And the only way to kill them is to synchronize uh, a decapitation of both of them. That was crazy. And I love the part where Inosuke finally cuts off her head and takes her head and just runs away with it. That was awesome. But in the end, the... uh... (laughs) Taro there was able to like catch up to him and stab him in the heart. There was so many like, oh man, the emotional roller coaster of like, oh no, he's dead. But he wasn't dead. That was awesome. Like just there were so many things like that that were happening in this series that was just amazing. I I don't even know where to start with like how to like tell anybody about this season <laughs> other than it's awesome. Dude. It's freaking awesome. I loved it. Yeah, the good news is if you liked Demon Slayer before this arc. You'll still like Demon Slayer after this arc. <laughs> it's very good. It, you thought it was good, but it just keeps getting better, bro. I, this okay. I will say this about it. I really liked it. I just fucking was actually a little disappointed. I couldn't see it in theaters because mm. there is some there is some fights near the end where I'm like, damn, this shit would have been fucking bananas. Because yeah. like the Ren Goku fight is so sick. And then the fight against this dude and his sister gets there a couple times between like Tengen doing some fucking nasty shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then just digging yeah. deep to overcome. Like, I will say the part that had me probably the most like uh, on the edge of my seat was when he finally decapitated her the first time. Like when he thinks they're just the like the one yeah. demon and he like goes all out, pushes so hard, decapitates her head, and you're like, "Whoa, dude, that's it!" And then it's like, "Nah," <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like just, just the fucking beginning of that fight. It's so sick. And he also like whiny baby, dude. He also like fucking blew his wad there, so we get to see him just like push through some real fucked up shit to keep going in this arc. Like, and his fingers are all jacked. The fingers kept fucking with me, dude. Every five seconds, they'd show him holding this sword, and he's got his two fingers, like, fucking super bent. They're purple. 
Yeah. I was like, stop showing me the fingers. I get it. Like, damn. Jesus. Earthworm in the eye shit here. God. Chill. <laughs> like, dude, I get it. His fingers are fucked. All right. They're trying to God. run away from him. I don't need to see it every 10 seconds. But yeah, dude, it, it was it's very good. When Tanjiro finally like loses his shit and he's in like that trance of like you are like you don't care about people like you are you need to die and he's like pissed yeah. and then Yumi's like shaking and she's like what is this these aren't my thoughts he's a master uh, Muzan yeah Muzan I think is his name <laughs> he's like these are master Muzans and then they do the flashbacks where they see uh. Tanjiro's father kind of walking in saying the same speech that Tanjiro sang and then how he's just like that scar on his face kind of forms a little more his hair standing up his eyes are just bleeding and he's just the speed the power everything with that Hinokami Kagura is just amazing that is such a badass breathing technique and he is so powerful with it yeah dude I'm really hoping we get more of that because you're right they kind of like he's really he like pushes the limits of what he can do in this fight like his new breathing technique like really steps it up uh there's like a small flashback where you're right it shows him being like bedridden because he's a super bad fever because he's essentially using this new sun breathing so much that it's raising his core body temperature and giving him a fever so there's certainly gonna be some stuff they'll have to uh like flush out with that because they don't explain it much more than that they kind of just He's been pushing himself with it, but like he doesn't understand anything about it yet, and nor do we because no one knows. Um, yeah. We also get a, a a brief glimpse of a moment where he gets a letter from Rengoku's dad, telling right, him right, that right. he could come there and that he would help him because Rengoku's dad's like a drunk, and then he's yeah. seemingly trying to get his shit together. And he sends, you know, Tanjiro a letter that in, like, you know, come here or whatever. So I'm really hoping we do get to see that in the next season. And I'm assuming that's what we'll what we'll get is like he'll go there and he'll learn a little bit more about the sun breathing. Yeah. But God damn, dude, there is like there's just so much they do in this season. And he he seemingly like copies people's techniques. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he's doing Ren Goku techniques. But there's yeah, no the fire wheel. Um, yeah, he is imitating a lot of uh, moves that are similar to that of Rengoku's uh, fire breathing technique. I think he even does Rengoku's alt, like not his, not that that's what they call it, but like you know what Rengoku his like his Rengoku's big final move. Yeah, uh, in the fight of Mugen Train, I think oh, he even does damn, that. that. Was it's like the fire move. walk or whatever it is, like. Whatever his giant ass dragon that like oh that was such a badass moment in that movie I almost forgot about it for a second there yeah dude so I I think he even does that at one point like he's just he seems to just be like picking up everything he can and throwing it all at his enemies and this this season's only got eleven episodes in it and they're only. Aside from the first one, the first one is 46 minutes. Everyone after that is 23 minutes. So it's like not that long, except for the final episode. That one's 32 minutes. Yeah, there's not like a whole lot of time here, but there is a whole lot of shit going on. That is awesome. And all these 20 some minutes, because there's like two minutes for the intro, outro or whatever. Two minutes for the intro, two minutes for the outro, whatever you want to call it. Whatever. (laughs) 
it's awesome. Yeah. Everything about it is awesome. They crammed everything we want into these episodes. And oh, my God, I got. N- Thank you. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> the only <laughs> like, I guess, say. like if I was to like gripe with anything is that I hope we learn more in the next arc. Like this arc was more so just like another extreme fighting arc, which was very cool. But like we didn't get to learn much more about like nezuko and tanjiro's dad like we get a little bit of flashbacks but like there's still so much there we just don't know and it's becoming apparent that like whatever it is it's a big deal because both you know him and her are manifesting these crazy powers especially her like she's able to have this like kind of fire blood demon art that nobody seems to know where it's coming from you know what I mean? And cool how it like neutralizes other blood demon art too. Like everybody's poisoned by Mantis there with yeah. his sickle blood demon art. It's it poisons his targets and she's able to burn that toxin out without actually hurting the person themselves. Only targets the blood demon art. That's it. Yeah, it seemingly seems to only hurt demonic things because like it'll yeah. it straight up burns the demons. But like you're right, if she puts it on a human, oh it just like God. burns the poison out, but doesn't hurt them at all. Like when if anything, it seems to be on them. fire. Oh, my God. And she's just got the biggest evilest grin. And she's <laughs> just sitting there screaming on fire. And then she has a flashback because that's like, I guess, how she actually died was by fire. Yeah, like dude, that was just dude. so brutal. That shit is dark when you think about it like that man oh man yeah jesus what's your biggest takeaway from this season like what what are the what's the thing you were most impressed by and what are the what's the thing you're most excited to see going forward most impressed by is just like there's so much like capability but behind like each of these characters and there's probably so much more that they can come by Zenitsu, which is the thunder breathing user, the crybaby, when he falls asleep, he turns into a badass. He only knows one form, which is thunder and clap. What happens when he learns all these other forms? Like he is so fast and powerful. Problem is, in his training, he only learned one one form so far. So how much better can he get? Inosuke is constantly adapting. Like his beast breathing and just like his overall personality, the way he grew up and everything, he's very adaptive in his environment and what he can do. So he's constantly growing and getting better. He clearly has a good sense of like, aside from sight, his senses seem very heightened. Like he's just, he just knows what's going on around him. So there's so much more to see behind him. And then Tanjiro, like hit now that he's learning this sun breathing and then he might be trained, be trained by a former flame Hashira. Like how much more powerful is he going to get? It would be cool to get some more backstory under his dad to see how strong he was. I'm also wondering if there's a downfall to sun breathing. Is that why his dad got so sick? And is that why Tanjiro keeps growing like a fever? Does this like take away from your life, I guess. And then Nezuko with this new demon form, how she, cause we kind of got the idea that she would like grow and shrink at will, but I never realized that she was able to like, like grow into like an adult and just be like badass. And now she's starting to like kind of harness her blood demon art with like the fire and everything. So like, there's so much more and she's able to coagulate her blood in order to retain her body form. Like 
she got decapitated, coagulated her blood to keep it in a way attached to her body still so she wouldn't die. So she's like constantly learning her powers and like everything's just getting stronger. So what I my main takeaway from this show is like these guys are getting so strong and there's clearly just so much more to come because they're so like low in their standings with the way like the Hashira's powers are and everything. They still have so much more to go and they're already powerful. So that part's just awesome about this show. What about you? What do you think so far? Uh, I mean, the show just keeps delivering, man. Like, the show has, like, incredibly high-stakes fights. They keep getting wilder and wilder. This season's, or this arc's fight ended in such a fucking way that I was, like, I struggle to see how the f- they're going to top this. Like, Buddy's blood demon art scythes like still go off after he gets killed and it levels like the entire entertainment district like it just like it's like a fucking nuke went off so i just i struggled to see like how they're gonna keep raising that because this season ended in such a fucking crazy way um but i mean if anyone can do it these guys can they they keep delivering these awesome fights it's still the art style is insanely clean even in the heat of battle like my favorite part about this show is like when things get intense, we don't lose anything. And like, you really do feel that sense of speed and like uh, aggressiveness from these kind of crazier attacks. Like everything is still conveyed in a way that you're right there with them. And it's so beautifully like done. It's just, it's, it's incredible to watch. And Tengen, like Tengen does some shit this season. This fucking wild, like his, one of his crazier firework attacks, like that shit's pretty nutty. Yeah. Even when he's like fucking holding on to his sword in his mouth and shit. The guy's just a fucking thug. I do wish we got to see more of him because like we don't really get to see too, too much of him. We get a little bit of his backstory, but like I feel like I guess we didn't get that much of Ren Goku either. But like I, I think no, until like, like the prequel series almost we got a little bit more into his uh, personality and such. Yeah, so maybe like for me, I just liked Ren Goku way more and that so that arc, like the Mugen Train arc, like really, really just like does it for me. And I like Ren Goku uh, and the little bit of like the little snippets we get in like the first episodes. Like if you rewatch the uh, Mugen Train arc in episodic format, you get a little bit more uh, and you get a little bit more Ren Goku. So I really liked his character. Uh, I think he kind of conveyed his emotions a little bit more front street. Like you kind of understand what Ren Goku's about. Where Tengen, you don't really kind of know what he's about. Like, is he like, does he want to be a hero? Does he want to save his wife? Does he want to be a fucking, you know, badass Hashira? Does he want to be a ninja? Like, he's just kind of all of those things at once. So I don't really quite feel like we get a true understanding of like who he is as a person. Um, but he's still a very cool character. And I don't, I don't think it's like a step down from Rengoku. I think I just liked Rengoku more. So hopefully in the next season, the Hashiro will be pretty gangster and we'll get a, a pretty cool story with him. But yeah, I think my biggest takeaways from this season is the fighting is incredible. It continues to fucking outdo itself. I don't know how. I don't understand where it's going to go. And the things I'm looking forward to the most is just, yeah, learning more about Tanjiro's past 
And maybe we'll see what Inosuke can actually do. Like he did some fucked up shit this season. He like reshifted his organs and stuff. Like yeah, <laughs> that shit's wild, bro. So he's like he. You're right. He's on some like next level stuff. So God knows what that guy's gonna do. But yeah, like their their potential is it's truly showing like what their the group is capable of this season. And I mean, if they survived this encounter. So they're only going to get stronger from here and learn from this encounter. So shit's going to be, you know, fucking sky's the limit for this shit. I don't know, man. Like at this point, are they, are they Hashiras? Like they're, they're not far off, right? Like if they beat an upper six, they like held their own. Tengen helped for sure. But like for the vast majority of it, like those, the posse of three and Nezuko, like kind of fought the demons by themselves because Tengen got pretty jacked up. So I mean, like, they're not far from being legit demon slayers. Like they're very, very close, man. In my opinion, like, I don't know. Like, do, they, yeah, do, definitely... I, do you think they start getting seen as peers soon? Or do you think That's they're still a ways wondering. out? Cause as a crew, they hold their own. And then the Hashiras kind of hold their own in a solo aspect. So I still think individually the characters still have a lot to go in form of to become a Hashira. Because like if we look back, Tengen took care of Mantis all by himself for a while. But at the same time, that can be said for Tanjiro too, because he kept uh, Yumi down for a long time too, doing what he was doing until she uh, ate one of her ribbons and then she went into like a second form where her hair turned white and she got way more powerful. Then Tanjiro started taking damage there. So there's still, I still see a lot more growth to go. And like, yeah, they're just, they're powerful now. Just imagine what they're going to be like if they do reach Hashira level. And like, I don't know the standings of the Hashira, like power wise, like Rengoku, like where they are in like a hierarchy standpoint. All these Hashiras, I don't know who's the strongest of them all, who's the weakest, like. I, I don't know if there's a chart out there about this or not. Like, I'm not too sure, but yeah. That is true, because, like, the demons have their numbers. So, like, we kind of understand, like, you know, like, upper six, upper five, upper four. Like, you kind of understand there's an order to it. But you're right. The Hashiras don't really seem to have an order. So it's hard to judge how the hierarchy does work. There's no real predetermined hmm. way. Maybe that's deliberate. Maybe that's supposed to be like the contrast of it. It was like, we don't know. Yeah. So Tengen apparently is uh, ninth on the chart. Rengoku hmm. eighth. Okay. So Rengoku is stronger. That makes sense. Yeah. And then Shinobu, who is the, uh, the butterfly Ashira for the butterfly pile. She's number seven. Uh, the dude with the snake on his, uh, and the mask or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Obani? Obani? I don't know how to say that. He's six. Uh, the girl, Mitsuri, with the pink hair and such, she's five. Uh, Muchiro? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying not to botch these names the best I can. It's all good. He's the Mist Hashira. He is apparently going to be the Hashira we're going to see next in this new swordsmith arc that's coming up. Okay. He's supposed to be the next one we're going to see. Uh, Gyu, uh, he's the water Hashira. He's the first Hashira we meet in the season one 
that's the first guy we ever meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I cannot say these names. <laughs> Sanimi, he's like the psychotic one. So when uh, Nezuko and Tanjiro are on trial almost with the Hashiras, uh, he's the one that grabs the box, cuts his arm, and is trying to like make Nezuko bite him, but he doesn't. He's that. He's number two. And then number one is the guy that's crying and praying all the time. He's number <laughs> one, apparently. He's called the Stone Hashira. Hmm. That's actually hilarious that he would be the strongest. Yeah. He, it's almost like kind of like not like surprising either that they would make him the strongest. It's always yeah. like the undermined one is always like the most like. He probably cries all the time, but like when he gets serious, he probably just like, you know what? fuck you and he like rips heads off that's probably his like alter fucking ego or something that we don't know about <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah man so there's still so many hashiras we really ha- like have to get to know yeah. and see what they're capable of so man this show is gonna keep going like there's a lot and there's still like there's former hashiras that are still in the show too they're still alive so yeah there's a lot of characters out there yeah, man. So yeah. In, in summary, what's your closing summary of the season? Goddamn, was it good. I can't wait for the next one. Always deliver and always happy to watch. If you I haven't s- watched it, watch it. Yours? I s- ditto what you said. Fucking ditto. It delivered. You need to watch it. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, oh. it's a given at this point. T- Demon Slayer is just on point. <laughs> yeah, dude. So the last thing on our list that's to talk about, Kyle, is Moon Knight, which you finished. Moon Knight. I did finish. All right. So this is going to be our Moon Knight review. What did you think of it? I got very confusing, which is really putting you kind of in Stephen Mark's mindset. And you got a little more understanding into... uh, I guess I'm kind of talking in terms of like the last couple episodes. The show is really good and very confusing. And when it kind of all ended, you're still kind of confused as to. Because he keeps like refer, he keeps like going back to like he's in a mental institute, which keeps throwing me off. The show is very confusing. I don't even know what's real and what's not real. I don't know how to put it. It's it's really good and it's a roller coaster of emotions. Um Steven Steven's such a character. These two characters together need to stay together because I love the split personality aspect. Steven's friggin' awesome and Mark's awesome too. Like together is such a package deal. Um I feel like we didn't really get to see much of like the moon knight's power we got more of like a personality kind of standpoint between mark and uh steven and um what's that guy's name the the moon knight avatar not the avatar the guy kanju like you're talking about yeah kanju yeah. yeah, we got we got some more into him too. We got to see his kind of like personality too and how he's like a bit of a misfit in a way. But uh yeah, this show is really crazy roller coaster, a lot going on and I don't understand what's real and what's not real, which I'm sure is probably their thoughts too right now. Um if they don't so it ended kind of weird 
And if they don't make a season two, that is such a disservice to this show. And Disney's done a couple great shows that they, I don't even know if they're going to make season twos for them. So I hope to God they make a season two for this one. Uh, what are your thoughts so far on this? I don't even know what to say about it. It's very confusing, but at the sa- confusing doesn't mean it's bad. It's really good. It's just also very confusing because it's kind of throwing you into that mindset of where they're at. Oh, you're muted. Ah! <laughs> I think I agree a lot with what you said. It's um, it is very confusing. I think that's probably because of the fact like this show i think has a little bit of pacing issues just in the sense that like by the time we hit the last couple episodes there's a lot of story to wrap up you know what i mean like steven and mark they find themselves in like the egyptian fucking underworld kind of we think which is in the form of a mental hospital then they have to somehow like balance their soul so they could be judged. And then we, they could go to the fucking golden wreaths, but then they don't want to go there. And Steven sacrificed himself to save Mark. Then Mark goes back to save him. Then they somehow get out of there. Then they regain the power of Conchu. Then like they help Conchu, you know, beat the evildoer. Then the other chicks, another Egyptian God, like she took on that fucking weird ass, like, you know, golden hawk thing like there's a lot of stuff that happens in the last couple episodes is the point i'm trying to make where like i think that's why it's so confusing just because there's a lot of stuff to unpack very quickly so some of the things that i think need to be flushed out more like the egyptian uh you know underworld that could have been like a whole episode into itself uh just because there's not a lot that is explained clearly to the point where you understand exactly what's going on so by the time they get out and get going again, you're like, like that whole part just felt like, why was that there? Like, it just like none of that stuff felt like it belonged. It just kind of was in there and it wasn't flushed out enough. That made me feel great about it. Not, yeah. not like I said, I'm not trying to shit on it. I agree with Kyle. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just, there's definitely a part of it that is rather confusing. And, and when the show end ends, you really don't know what is real and what isn't. You know what I mean? Like they, we see Jake Lockley, the third personality. He, I forgot about the third personality. He becomes the controller at the end, but like they're still in the hospital. So is that like a, uh, like that's like a prison for them? Is that like a hallucination? Like that's what they're, that's where they are when they're not in control of the body. They don't really explain that too much. So there, it is rather confusing in the end. But I will say, like, there's a lot of cool stuff in this season. The acting is incredible. Oscar Isaac fucking just destroys Man. this. Holy shit. He really makes it look like two different people doing yeah. this role. He's so amazing at what he does. Yeah. And we get to see the origin of that. Like, why that exists. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How he, and it totally makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the the foundation of that splitting of his personalities, it makes total sense. Just because of the shit he had to deal with, it hundred percent is on it, that stuff all makes sense. It's just it doesn't it doesn't flush itself out at the end where you kind of really know who's in charge and where they were. So, I I will say this: they did say it was like uh the series. 
they referred to it as like a mini series and then they rechanged that to season so people were saying that it was originally slated to be like a series like a one shot and then now they're retitling it as a season one so it sounds like we're probably going to get to season two i swear to god we better it's a really cool show man and uh oscar isaac's incredible we finally get to see you know a snippet of jake at the very end of season one so there's potentially some really cool shit on the horizon in season two it's just we'll have to get there to figure that out and see what that really is about but uh yeah, I don't know. It, it's really good. I think the it's probably one of the better Marvel TV shows they have, even though you can't really understand exactly everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of things, like I definitely liked it way more than I liked Loki. And I liked it way more than I liked, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Like I liked it more oh, than that. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah, like I I like the Hawkeye show. I like the fucking uh, WandaVision show. And I think this is in the realm of those two. And then the other ones are like kind of okay, But this is this is one of the better ones, in my opinion. Hawkeye, I've actually never watched yet. (laughs) Just never really like got to me to be like, oh, yeah, I need to watch this. Whereas like WandaVision was the first of its kind that Disney started doing these like TV series of it. And I watched it and I was like, "Mm, this is really weird. And then it got going and then, Oh my God, it got really good. And then after that we got, uh, was it Falcon and winter soldier after that? Or was it Loki? I think it was Falcon winter soldier. Yeah. That was a really good show. Oh my goodness. That was really good. And then Loki, I, I like Loki a lot. And I swear to God, if they don't do a second season of Loki, that's going to suck. They left it on such a cliffhanger yeah. with the uh, uh, dimension splitting and everything like that. And then Loki goes back to his uh, timeline, he thinks, and everything's just messed. So I really want to see a second season of Loki. I and think then... Tom Middleston uh, confirmed that they're filming this summer. Are they? Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. I could see there not being a second season of WandaVision because I think it ties in to the new Doctor Strange movie. It does. I haven't seen the new Doctor Strange yet, but I'm pretty sure it ties into that. Yeah, no, uh, I can confirm. It, yeah, it ties in heavily to the Did Doctor you watch Strange. the new Doctor Strange? I have, yeah. Oh, but I'll, I'll yeah. be seeing it uh, definitely this weekend. Okay. That's when I'm going to be in the big major city. I'm going to see it in a real theater and not uh, my local theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my local theater is not that good. I'm going to the big city. I want like my the like the recliner seats. I want to sit down and actually like enjoy this. These solid like Marvel movies. Doctor yeah. Strange being like a top tier uh, hero. Like I love Doctor Strange. So I want to get a good experience in a good theater and a good seat. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about it when you see it. I'm curious yeah. to see what you think of it. But yeah, it's uh, it, I would say, yeah, it would answer a lot of your questions regarding WandaVision for sure. Perfect. Yeah, I just seen a trailer where she was in it. So I was like, that must be why they're not doing like a season two of WandaVision. So, yeah, that would tie into that. And then I don't know if maybe Thor and Thunder ties in. Just, oh, no, you said that Loki's 
gonna be doing a second season all right never mind never mind yeah the only thing so uh, much stuff ah uh, yeah i can't really, okay we'll talk about multiverse of madness next next time but yeah. uh in in terms of moon knight though i don't know where this character would fit in to the main stuff like every other character kind of like it, it totally makes sense like the hawkeye show uh falcon the winter soldier wandavision loki Loki might be a little bit weird when we'll see him in the mainstream shit again, but like he's already been there. So like, it's not hard to slot him back in where Moon Knight, it feels bizarre to me, like where he fits in. And then how did the Egyptian gods fit into that? And the Eternals, like there's a lot of things up in the air where like, I'm not too sure how they're all going to come together in the end um and moon knight definitely adds a lot of weirdness to potentially what that could be my only idea is like maybe they'll have um like different not spin-offs but different branches so like maybe characters from moon knight will only intersect with characters in that kind of realm or familiarity like maybe he won't go like maybe we won't see moon knight with like the guardians of the galaxy or moon knights with spider-man but he'll exist in his own subsection of heroes like maybe we'll get more tv shows that show us more heroes in a vein a similar vein dealing with similar things and then that'll be kind of like a new offshoot of movies or tv it's tough to say i don't know man the the multiverse of madness adds so much stuff to talk about that it's it's hard to figure out where this is all going to go yeah but moon knight is certainly a solid addition and they are going to have to back up the money truck to get oscar isaac to do another season or what have you because he only signed him for one (laughs) so they're holy fuck and they can't do the show without him my opinion like no at this point he is literally a talent at this role and they're not going to be able to fill that with anybody else no no if they do try good freaking luck yeah good luck it's it's, yeah hard pressed to see anyone fill those shoes it's crazy (laughs) no especially for that character the way he's able to like make steven a character and mark a character is like oh my it's crazy you actually like see them as two different people even though it is oscar isaac the entire time it's yeah. as if your perception and vision of them just changes the second he changes his voice and his demeanor. It's so weird. It's so crazy. Yeah. I was able to convey that on the screen. Yeah, dude, it is insanely impressive. You're right. Because you there's never like a question of like, who is he right now? Like, you know, without yeah. a doubt, it's like he's either Mark or Steven. Like, there's no questions. It's very clearly conveyed. Yeah, it is insane. It's insane. Yeah. Season two, if it doesn't happen, it would be a disservice. We need more. I'm still confused and I need closure or expansion. Yeah. yeah. Preferably expansion. (laughs) I need more. It's so good. Then, yeah, I forgot about the endings of Eternal where Buddy was going to grab the the sword and there's some type of like black living liquid on it that's reaching out for him almost like. I don't know, possess him in a way. I'm. That I forgot about that. I yeah, hope they do something with that. He becomes another character. Um, it's like he's alluding to, fuck, I can't remember the guy's name. He's essentially like a holy knight, from what I understand. Oh, okay. 
So the I think it's going to be something more in the vein of Moon Knight, where like when he touches the sword, it like imbues him with the power of that entity that's in it. I think. Don't quote me. I'm not. I haven't read the comics, but that's what I'm saying. I think characters like that could interact with each other, like the Eternals, yeah. Moon Knight, that potentially new Knight character. Like those people seem to somewhat fit in the same world. I don't see how any of those characters fit with everything else. So I think in phase four, they're really going to struggle to find a way to put all the pieces together. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if they even try. I have a feeling like we, they probably won't. I think, you know, people are anticipating this grandiose, like, you know, conversion of everything we've seen. And I don't think we're going to get that. I think it's going to be, you know, we'll get more Thor, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, you know, like the the staples of the people we have left, like Guardians of the Galaxy, we're getting another one of those. So I feel like that subsection of people will probably get wrapped up somehow. And then we'll see something new take their place. Like people are speculating that they're setting up like young Avengers with like, you know, um, like Miss Marvel and all these other characters they're building out. So there's a potential there for like essentially their whole s- slate of heroes to be changed in a matter of matter of speaking. Yeah. Which is going to be fucking hard to do, bro. Like imagine, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to have like a young Iron Man. Who the fuck are they going to get to fill those shoes? Or like, you know, they're going to recast some of these people as younger versions. Dude, that's tough. That's a tough sell in my yeah, opinion. Oh yeah. Like, cause I don't want to see some fuck boy wearing Iron Man's armor. You know what I mean? You want to see Iron Man wearing Iron Man's armor. So you one of the terrible things about an actor becoming like a true talent for that character. We associate that actor with that character so much that it's so hard to see like any type of disassociation between the character and the actor. Like, yeah, just ask Harry Potter and a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Aston Radcliffe. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like if they tried to remake Harry Potter and you're like, who the fuck are they going to cast as Harry Potter? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not Harry Potter. Like, that's what people would be saying. And shit, yeah. But like, who the fuck is this guy? This, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. Or Can't like, you that. know, they got Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al and you're like, that's Harry Potter, bro. Fuck oh, my you. God. I forgot he's doing like a Weird Al Yankovic uh, sh- doing movie. A biopic. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I just seen the trailer for that like a couple days ago there. <laughs> yeah, or no, dude. that was like a week ago now. Jesus. Time flies when you're not having fun. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it was certainly a weird casting choice in my opinion. I don't see him as weird Al, but who knows, maybe it'll work. I don't know. Yeah, maybe knows? this will be the role that he finally breaks out of Harry Potter mold. And we're like <laughs> he's no longer Harry Potter. He's Weird Al Yankovic, okay? Yeah, this is where he's Weird Al Yankovic or yeah. the mean lord of uh, guns or whatever. He's got the two guns <laughs> yeah. holding the him fucking, up in the street. <laughs> the guns fucking super glued to his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a, Such a weird show. Dude, I feel bad for him because he's like still trying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he's not a bad actor, but like he is no. forever going to be struggling to separate himself from being Harry Potter. And when oh, yeah. he does when he does those weird bizarre roles, I don't think it really helps him because we just see him trying to be something so vastly different that it just feels weirder. Yeah, I think uh what was that one? Now you see me did 
it was a pretty good job of disassociating him from Harry Potter. Because he was the villain's uh, son, I guess, in Now You See Me. Okay. So, yeah, there was that. He did pretty good with that one. And then, yeah, he did other couple weird ones. Uh, Woman in Black. That one wasn't too, too bad at all. Um, Yeah, but other than that, yeah, the second you see him, you're like, oh, Harry Potter's in this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, where's where's Ron? Where's Hermione? Where's Juan? Where's Juan Juan? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I I think eventually he will get to the point where we stop associating him with that. It's just super hard. Like, cause yeah. it's the first thing you fucking think about. It's like when you see Robert Pattinson, you're like, is he Batman or is he a sparkly vampire? You know, probably more so a sparkly vampire than he is anything else. Could be both. He could be both. He's a crybaby Batman and a fucking sparkly and a crybaby vampire. He's crybaby kinda, sparkly he's, vampire. He's very good at playing the crybaby. I will say Oh, is that. he ever? Emo Batman, emo vampire. He's fucking doing it all. You name it, he cries about it. Yeah, I heard he cried in the there lighthouse too. So, I mean, he's just that guy. He's crying in all of his movies, <laughs> man. He's He's got, uh, he's got his cry. wheelhouse. He's Harry Potter also crying. <laughs> He did Cedric Diggerty. I was gonna say he cries in that movie too. He's a big crybaby. What a guy! Oh my god! He's got a face like a fucking Greek statue, and he's got a fucking prowess of crying like a little bitch. <laughs> Sum him up. That's his uh, biography now. <laughs> yeah, that's his IMDb. Yeah, his crybaby emo bitch. No matter what role he plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's it man that's the whole show we fucking seen some things said some stuff tangent a little bit invented a new metric system submetric yep. so you sub-metric, know yep. i think uh what Sub-setric? more could a person really Sub-setric. ask for is, is the point i'm trying to make cal We've i think given we the people every box we possibly could and tried to yes so why don't Hell you yeah. send us home kyle let me send you guys home thanks for watching if you've made it this far please help us out with a subscribe if you liked it liked it if you didn't like it you didn't like it leave comments down below let us know what we could do better what you liked or any type of comments that you want to talk about or anything you want to do thanks again for watching we are weed nerding out me fun kai aka kyle with my boy box boy aka spenny and we can't thank you guys enough for watching. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.